Hi guys, and welcome to tuning into another episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Today, I have Rory uh, McDonough with me. I think that's how we said. Yep. Uh, Rory has got a great story to share about his personal health journey and where he's going with the uh, carnivore diet now. So, Rory, if you want to introduce yourself uh, to the listeners and uh, let us know your story. All right. Um, thanks for having me on, Suresh. Uh, yeah. So um, currently, currently, I eat an animal-based diet. Uh, I don't eat strict carnivore. I eat. I still eat some fruit, some honey for carbs. Uh, yeah, I eat a lot of red meat, organs, eggs, and um, occasionally some raw dairy. Um, but yeah, I definitely always wasn't always like this. So for the first seventeen years of my life, I was actually a vegetarian. So um, it's been a big shift for me. Um, and, and growing up, you know, I was always a very uh, slim skinny kid uh i i did well academically um but uh yeah and, and after a while i i figured you know I, I wanted to start bulking up a bit i wanted to start getting some muscle so that's when i started incorporating um incorporating some different foods into my diet and um because I, I found i never really had much success with the, the vegetarian diet of really bulking up um and you know, gaining a bit of mass, and um, yeah, so I started adding some some different foods into my diet, and for a while I thought it was going well, um, but I, I really ballooned up. I really um, I, I gained a lot of weight. I, I got up to about 80, 84 kilos at my heaviest, and I'm five foot nine, so uh, yeah, I, I was overweight basically. And what's interesting is, for a long time, I didn't think there was actually anything wrong. Um, because your, your, your reality, you, you kind of accept it and you're like, oh, you know, this is what people do. I, I, I'm bulking up, I'm gaining weight. I mean, I'm in a bulk phase or whatever. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's only now that I still look back on, on pictures of, of, um, what I looked like where I'm like, wow, I was really overweight. <laughs> I didn't really, didn't really accept it. And, um, yeah, so I was recommended uh, the animal-based diet by a friend um, about five months ago, I would say. And after a bit of sort of uh, debate, because I, you know, I I thought, oh, okay, yeah, right, you know, this is going to fix my problems. Um, e eating a lot of meat and um, cutting out like bread and, and pasta and stuff. I thought this this is what's meant to be good for you, and and cutting out vegetables as well is probably the the big the big kind of paradigm shift there, but, um, yeah, I tried it out and, um, I couldn't believe, couldn't believe how, how much better I felt. And sometimes you, you don't realize that you even have issues or you have the issues and you just kind of accept them as something that you always have to live with. Mm. And, um, you don't really know what's possible until you actually try something new. Um, so yeah, I, I had so many benefits from this diet. Um, the biggest one was probably the weight loss. So currently I'm about 67 kilos. So I've lost, what's that? About 17, 17 kilos. Um, and that was probably in about four months. Um, and I needed to lose, lose those kilos, by the way. Um, yeah, it, it, I think on my Instagram, I've got like a before and after photo and I just look completely different just a completely different person. Um, but also completely unexpected areas, um, 
as well that I that I experience benefits from this diet. So, um, yeah. So a big one was was acne. Uh, so I, I've always sort of struggled um, since a teenager of like sort of just acne popping up on my on my forehead mainly, um, like a lot of people, and that really completely disappeared uh, after a couple months of this diet. Um, I, I'd say probably about six weeks in, I I noticed that oh wow I actually don't have any pimples today. Uh, and, and actually, even more so than that, I, I struggled. I had a lot of acne on my back, um, like really bad. Like just, you know, every square centimeter was co- covered in pimples. And it, it would be something where I would feel very self-conscious taking off my shirt um, in any situation, even if I, you know, looked in good shape. Because even when I was getting in shape, I was like, well, um, I guess this is something I'm going to have to accept is no matter how how in shape I get, I'm always going to have this, you know, really ugly, ugly back. And uh, one day I sort of turned around, looked in the mirror, looked at my back and I I said, wow, um, it's completely gone. It was just, there's literally no, no acne back there now, which is amazing to me. Um, Yeah, because like I said, it, it it had just been something that I had accepted that would be there forever. Uh, mm. no matter what I did. And then, you know, a range of other, a range of other benefits from this diet. Uh, uh, dandruff was a, was a strange one. Uh, mm. I, I used to always use the classic head and shoulders shampoo because I, I actually had pretty bad dandruff in high school. And that, that sort of mitigated the problem but not didn't really get rid of it. But it seems like this diet has really tackled it, tackled the problem at the root cause because now I have no need for that shampoo anymore and I, my hair quality is just feels much better. Uh, and then, you know, mental, mental health benefits. A lot of people report, you know, more energy, more, more libido. Uh, I haven't had my blood works done, but, uh, I, I know for like, no, for pretty much certain that my testosterone has skyrocketed after, after this diet. Um, and yeah, just mental clarity, mental clarity in that. So, so that's sort of when I started experiencing all these benefits and, I sort of thought this diet is kind of so out of the mainstream, especially the the no eating no vegetables um, thing that that I sort of wanted to share share this diet with people because it's something that a lot of people, including me, would have skepticism about starting. So yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now is trying to trying to share my story with with others. Yeah, I mean, what a what a great. Um introduction to the uh, animal based diet uh and uh, pretty much exactly the same kind of uh, experiences that i had you know i've lost something like 15 kilograms of fat i think on on this animal based diet i'm doing pure carnivore mm-hmm. um but you know we can we can discuss that yeah. uh, everyone has their own slight slight take on it and i think that's that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. um people got to find what works for them i think more than what works for other people um but yeah like the dandruff one yeah i i noticed that same i had really bad dandruff really? and like i'm wearing a black t-shirt now i mean you know eagle-eyed viewers on youtube may pixel peep and see a few a few flakes but um like, i i couldn't wear this you know like like three four months ago no way it would have just been white almost like i got eyebrow dandruff like my really my beard, yeah like eyebrow dandruff that's that's uh not super nice you know to have and it, it just kind of completely disappeared 
Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, I used to use like antifungal shampoos and you know things like you said as well, but now yeah, I just I just don't need to at all. Uh, just completely gone basically, which is uh, which is amazing. Um, I mean, you listed off so many health benefits there from the animal based diet. Um, interesting that you said you were overweight when you were vegetarian, because that's not something that people tend to equate with a plant based uh, diet being overweight. Why do you think that that maybe was? Yeah, so so I wouldn't say I was overweight on the plant based diet. I kind of I added in I was I would say I was underweight on the plant based diet. So <laughs> it's funny. And then I kind of became overweight by adding in a lot more sort of like chicken, uh uh probably more processed foods, which which adds which would add to it as well. Mm. But at its heart I was I suppose I was still eating a lot of I was eating a lot of vegetables because I had grown up in a household where vegetables are really important. Um, I was eating a lot of like, I was still eating a lot of processed vegetarian stuff. So for example, like the, you know, like the fake meat sausages and the fake meat patties and stuff. I was still eating that. I was eating tofu, um, things like that. So yeah, I wouldn't say I was plant-based when I was overweight, although I was eating things like that. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was m probably more the, the processed, the processed food. And then also I think the sort of bloating from the vegetables and that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it sounds like that might've been the case. So you lost yeah. a lot of weight. You saw benefits with, uh, dandruff. You mentioned your mental health improved mental clarity, uh, your energy. You mentioned that you, you, you're pretty sure, uh, your testosterone is improved. What, what makes you think, think that? Well, my, my voice has gotten deeper, I think, actually, um, which is Interesting. one of the, which seems to indicate that. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the libido increases, I know that for sure. Um, and I assume that's, that's linked to testosterone. Uh, when I go to the gym, I feel, I just feel more of a rush after lifting, you know, lifting heavy weights. Um, it's sort of a, a bit of a bit of a silly thing to say, but I, I feel more more masculine. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that that sort of stuff indicates to me that my testosterone has hasn't increased dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. I I yeah, exactly the same with me. Um, all all those things, you know, I saw as well. And yeah, it, it sounds odd to say, but you do just feel more manly. Mm. Um, it it's hard to describe, you know, there isn't a definition of, of, of what's manly and, and so forth and masculine, but you do just feel, yeah, more, more manly, more masculine. It's hard, it's hard to explain. Um, so you said that you, uh, want to kind of, you know, share the word about, about this animal based diet now, cause you've seen so many changes. Now you've got your own podcast, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I actually, actually had you on as a guest recently, mm -hmm. um, which was great to have you. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, the animal based experience. Um, and yeah, basically just talking to different people that have, that have tried this diet, uh, range of different people. I've, I've had yourself, a, a, a GP. I've also had, uh, you know, uh, people that are semi, semi pro sort of athletes, um, sort of martial artists and stuff that, that have ex used the diet in fights. I, I've had, uh, you know, people that have just used it in their everyday life. I've had, speaking of sort of testosterone and, 
and manliness and stuff. I had a, um, a dating coach on who uses it and has found it um, actually helped with his, his sort of dating, his personal dating life. And, and he recommends it to his clients, uh, which I found really interesting. And um, yeah, a range of different people. I'm even having someone on soon that, you know, is completely new to this diet and has only eaten it for like a month uh, and lost six kilos um, in a month. Uh, yeah. So someone that's sort of just starting, I've got a range of different people, someone just starting on their journey and then also other people that are, you know, a, cu- a couple of years into it and are still experiencing benefits from it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to the, uh, I listened to a few of your episodes, um, and I certainly heard the one with the the dating coach. And yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting that he was talking about, you know, following an animal based diet, uh, and uh, you know, becoming more masculine, you know, and uh, and everything there, and how he found that it worked really well for him and some of his clients, you know, there as well. I think one thing that you guys were also talking about, if I remember correctly, was uh, was hunting, or was that a different yeah. episode? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we were talking about hunting. We, we, yeah. um, him and I have actually been hunting together. Um, so yeah, we've we've um experienced that together, which was which was great. Yeah, so so hunting is something that is quite divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have never been hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been somewhat interested in hunting, uh, not trophy hunting, not mm-hmm. not interested in that, but hunting for food, uh, and and the experience of hunting um and i think hunting is something that's probably quite misunderstood maybe you can give our, our listeners our viewers uh, uh, a bit of an idea about what you do with hunting because because you do bow hunting is that right yes yeah so we do bow we do bow hunting um we actually use uh traditional traditional bows so for people that that aren't sort of um into archery uh, there's there's sort of different types of bows you can get the sort of compound bows which are more common today which are which are great uh they're a lot they're a lot easier to shoot they're a lot easier to be accurate with um traditional bows are a lot more difficult but you know if you succeed at difficult things it's actually a lot more satisfying um and yeah uh the reason i i sort of wanted to try hunting in the first place was I wanted to I wanted to be part of the process of the food getting to my plate because we, we kind of live in the age of Uber Eats, right? I mean I, I get Uber Eats, you know, every now and then too, but we, we live in an age of convenience where we we can get stuff just delivered to us um with with um no effort or work put into it. Um so yeah, I, I wanted to hunt because I wanted to be there for the whole process from seeing seeing the animal to sort of stalking the animal to, you know, taking the animal's life to, you know, skinning it, butchering the animal, um, to cooking the animal and then to eating the animal finally. And uh, I, I think that's that's something that's, that's missing uh, a lot of the time and especially especially in our space because we eat a lot of meat, you know. Uh, even it, it's it's actually quite a spiritual experience, I would say as well. Uh, you're 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 taking you're taking a life, so you're taking an animal's life, which you know uh, different people may have quibbles with. But at the end of the day, we're hunting we're hunting sort of feral goats and and feral feral animals that are pests. 
um, the, the the place that that I've hunted, the the farmer has said, yeah, basically if he didn't if he didn't um, have hunters on his property hunting these animals, he would just have to go out and do it himself. Otherwise, the his own livestock would be affected by these animals. Mm. So from from like an ethical perspective, there's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, and yeah, we're, we're not trophy hunters. We, we eat what we, we eat, what we kill. So, um, so yeah, um, it's actually very, very spiritual and it's hard to, hard to sort of put into words, just like, you know, the benefits from the diet is hard to put into words. Um, Mm. but yeah, yeah, no, I definitely recommend it to anyone, especially people that, that eat a lot of meat and eat this diet. Yeah, it definitely adds to the whole experience, I would say. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm I'm interested in uh, maybe learning more about. I think the last time I tried to shoot a bow was probably like 10 years ago and probably failed miserably in archery class in school or something, you know. Um and uh but it's definitely something that I've I've been thinking about. I wasn't really aware that was anywhere locally here in Queensland uh, around Brisbane that you could maybe go so i might have to have a chat to you a little bit more about that but yeah it's really interesting you say the spiritual side of hunting and that's something that we actually hear quite a lot um i know uh robert sykes keto savage podcast you know he talks to a lot of his guests about hunting he goes hunting himself uh i think he uses rifles and, and guns rather than bows but um you know he he says the same thing and his guests you know that it's that it's a very it's a very spiritual uh, event. It's a very meaningful event, bonding with your friends, you know, from start to finish. You're going out for maybe the whole weekend, you know, and you're you're tracking these animals, you're hunting these animals, um, you're you're killing these animals. That is an inherent part of hunting, of course, um, but you're doing it in a humane way. You're not torturing these animals. You're trying to go for clean, quick kills so that they're not suffering, um, and they respect the animals. They respect what they're providing to them in the form of nutrient nutrition and sustenance you know butchering the animals and then and sharing the animals as a collective experience uh and they're not you know talking about taking it home and hanging it up on the wall or anything like that or just leaving it just going out and killing stuff and and leaving it there to rot um you know and they're really they're, they're deeply respectful of the animals for providing them that nutrition and you know at the end of the day you know we walk into the supermarket we're going buy meat it comes from somewhere. Mm. Yes, it does. You know, someone's got to, in effect, hunt that animal at some point. It doesn't just magically appear. Uh, unless you're going to go and buy the fake the fake meat, and we all know the dangers of that. They're not very good food. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hunting, I think, is something that's, that's probably quite misunderstood. Um, some people out there do it for the wrong reasons, I think. But uh, most people that I know that go hunting, they do it for the right reasons. They're, going, they're doing it for food. Mm. They're doing it for nutrition and sustenance. Um, and so I think it's something that's that's quite misunderstood. Um, so with your podcast, you're obviously trying to share the word um, about the animal-based based diet. Uh, now, you said that you are not doing pure carnival. You're doing no. some fruit and honey and occasional Uber Eats and so forth. Um, do you feel that that's working for you? Because I know there's a lot of debate in the carnival community around what you should and shouldn't eat and some people get quite um heated yeah on on the debate um you're finding that that's working well for you yes i am yeah no i mean i'm open i'm honestly open to to trying strict carnivore actually especially 
um, you know, you mentioned my podcast. I've had um, a, a few guests on there that actually do strict carnivore. Um, and, you know, which has sort of interested me in it. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could go a step further um, and, and try this myself. Um, yeah, no, what, what I'm doing now seems to be working. Um, I, and I, you know, I enjoy eating fruit. I enjoy eating honey. Um, I, I've heard some issues that people have had, some issues that people who have tried sort of the, the fruit and honey, uh, but then moved to a strict carnival diet, some issues they've had are like, like extra cravings because they're, they're eating fruit. Um, I, I haven't personally experienced that. I find it quite easy to, you know, um, to, to sort of manage, manage cravings and then that I don't, I don't really get it. Um, however, having said that, uh, just like when I was vegetarian, you know, I thought I was doing fine. Um, maybe trying a, a, you know, a strict carnival diet, I would find that some issues I would have, maybe I didn't even know I had issues. Maybe that would disappear if I went on the strict carnival diet, if that makes sense. Um, mm. So yeah, no, I'm definitely open. Definitely open to it. I, I'm not really sort of, you know, I, I don't really care what, what what people want to eat as long as it works for them. As long as they they sort of they sort of know. I I prefer they sort of give give stuff a bit of a try, even even though they're a bit skeptical about it. And, and I also think that that the animal based sort of the more animal based diet, the fruit and honey, the raw dairy that I eat, um, in terms of people just coming into uh, just coming into sort of a, an animal based diet, uh, my diet is definitely more of like a gateway drug for them. You know, uh, even if they do end up eating strict carnivore, I, I think this is an, I think my diet is an easier sell to them. Cause if you, if you're just talking about, they're like, oh, well, what do you eat? And you say, well, just meat. They'll be like, what really? Like nothing at all. Whereas my, my sort of, my method is sort of, um, you can say, well, you still get fruit and most people like fruit. You still get honey. You still get, you know, some, some dairy, even if it's um, sort of not, not processed. So that, that's, I think, one of the benefits of it. But, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm open-minded. Um, mm. And, um, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a good point because when, you know, when I talk to patients about it as well, you know, sometimes they just, they just jump straight in and they're like, yep, just eat meat, fantastic, I'm down. Hey, amazing no problem others are very skeptical about it and maybe that is an easier way of easing easing some people into it and saying okay well yeah just go animal based you know and then maybe eat a bit of fruit eat a bit of honey so they're getting that sweetness they're getting some of the fiber still that they they hold on to people hold on to fiber like it's you know oh, yeah. uh they really need that fiber so <laughs> um and then maybe it's a way of easing easing them in but yeah i'm i'm always keen to just get people to try uh, and see what works for them and I think as long as people are not in denial about how they feel, uh, if they genuinely feel great on what they're doing, that's great. If they don't feel great, then try something different. Yeah. Well, that's a good point because a lot of people are in denial about how, how they feel. So, um, and, and that's something, you know, I have to try and try and check myself. I'm like, well, do I really feel great? Yes, I do. But I have been in denial before, you know, when I, when I wasn't eating this. When, when I used to be a vegetarian, and um, I was sort of brought up by by family as vegetarian, so you know, I, I would have a lot of the the general talking points about why why you know meat meat causes cancer, meat is bad for your health, and and people would say, um, you know, but do you feel good on being vegetarian? And I would say, well, yeah, of course, because 
you, you sort of it becomes a bit of your personality if you know what i mean especially if you're eating uh non you know standard diet which is both vegetarianism and and um sort of an animal based or carnivore diet is a non-standard diet so it almost becomes a bit of your personality where you feel you have to defend you have to defend it no matter what and you have to say you you can't acknowledge any any issues with it or any problems with it so i I always try and try and be very very open about that sort of thing and um yeah like you said not be in denial about how i'm feeling Mm. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, there's probably some people doing carnivore diet as well that maybe are not getting the benefits they think they would, mm. uh, but still carry on with it because they, they're told it's it's great. Um, so I, I think that's the main thing, you know. If you if you genuinely feel good, that's great. If you don't, change what you're doing. That's that's pretty much the bottom line. Uh, you mentioned talking to people about uh, about the diet and animal based and so on. So, what what have your friends, you know, family said about your new animal based diet now? Especially, you know, maybe coming from a bit more of a plant based background in the past. Yeah. Well, um, my my mother is still vegetarian, and um, yeah, she was mortified. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she she's um she's very much of the sort of five five vegetables a day sort of camp and, and things like that she i remember she, I, I said oh you know i'm eating a new diet i'm feeling great and she said oh um what what sort of diet is it uh and i said oh it's a sort of an animal based diet i eat i eat this 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 and this and she said oh and h- how many vegetables are you eating and i said oh actually i haven't eaten a vegetable in a couple months eh? and um yeah she was she was shocked she was modified um but at the end of the day the results sort of speak for themselves. So, you know, people people that know me have, have commented on on my weight loss. Even like you don't have to be shirtless to see that. Um, you know, just from f- sort of your facial structure. If you lose a lot of weight, you do your your facial structure improves or or it changes and and um yeah even even my my skin quality. People have commented on that. So yeah, when when I talk about it, people that it's sort of subscribed to sort of the standard standard sort of Australian diet, you might say, um, would say, w- would express uh, sort of indignation at it. But at the end of the day, they, they usually sort of say, well, it works for you. And I say, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and yeah, you, you, you can disagree with it, but um, yeah, the results speak for themselves. So yeah. Mm, no, absolutely. Isn't it funny though? You know, you, you talk to people, you say, "Oh, I'm I'm doing a new thing with my health. I'm I'm on a new diet. I feel great, losing weight." And like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, like tell me about it. This is so good for you. You look amazing. You look incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you tell them what you're doing, and they're like, "Oh no, that's crazy." Yeah. And you're like, "But yeah. but I feel amazing." You know, all all my you know people have cured themselves of diabetes. You know, all these other things, and then they're just told, "Oh yeah, but you're 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 just crazy. You're gonna die." like they they go from this is amazing you know you look great to just you're gonna die like just as soon as you say animal based they just no can't deal with it yeah it's isn't that isn't that just funny um you're i think you said last time uh we spoke that you're actually taking this one step further than just your podcast uh to try and get you know the message out there what else are you doing uh in this kind of animal based space uh what's the future for you with your diet and you know what you're doing with it now yeah, so 
Um, yeah, so I want, I want to get the podcast and, and I have an Instagram as well that I, that I sort of, um, publish information to, to help people, to help people become more aware of the diet and, and the benefits it's given me and, and so many other people. And, um, but I also want to, I think one of the big, uh, what would you say? One of the big sort of objections to the diet that people would have is, oh, well, you know, I, I have to go out and get meat you know, all the time I have to, I have to spend a lot of time on this diet. It's like a, a high maintenance diet. I think that's one of the perceptions that, I, that I've come across from people, even people that are sort of open to trying it. They, they sort of say, Oh, I don't know. That kind of sounds like a lot of work, even though it's not, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really not that much work. Um, I, I find it personally as someone that doesn't really like cooking, it's pretty, it's a lot easier than, than what I was doing. Um, but it can be difficult sort of going out, going out, you know, very often and, and finding groceries. So, so I, w- I wanted to make it as convenient as possible for people to follow this diet. I didn't want that objection to be the reason that people don't sort of take the first step and actually fixing some of their, their, um, health issues. And so, yeah, so I haven't launched it yet, but I am launching sort of a, a um a meat a meat slash animal based delivery system. I know I I know I spent some time before uh, talking about how you should hunt rather than getting a delivery system, but I am also doing the delivery system because we we can't all hunt hunt food you know every day twenty four seven you know seven days a week. Um. So yeah, I'll be launching I'll be launching that soon. Uh, it's not up yet, but more details I'll be talking about that on my podcast and on my Instagram, and and that's that's sort of going to be in the in the Brisbane area and then sort of in the Australia Australia wide. Um, yeah, I'll be um, yeah delivering delivering um, meat and making it easy for people as well that follow a similar diet to me. If they also eat fruit and honey, I'll be um, adding that in there too, just to just to make it easy for people. Mm. no that sounds really really good actually because yeah meat delivery services there's a few around but yes. they there are you know there are some issues people have issues with packaging and uh you know and, the, and things like that or they just they don't trust them or you know uh, that kind of stuff i guess one of the big things that that i feel around delivery services versus just going to the butcher is that you can't you can't see the meat you can't you know talk to the butcher mm. um maybe that's something that that you can you know, look at implementing somehow with, with, with your service maybe, but definitely when it's up and running, let me know, we'll get you back on the show and, and talk about how it's going and give yeah. you a bit of a plug and so forth. So yeah, cheers. definitely keep in touch there. Um, if I can, I want to go, go back a little bit there, Rory, you mentioned that, um, you effectively cured yourself of, of pretty bad acne mm. from the sound of it. Now, acne is something that a lot of people suffer with, uh, both young, you know, children, uh, teenagers and adults. Um, and it, and it can be very, very disabling. Uh, I often say to people, you know, it's, it, it won't kill you, but it can stop you living. Mm. Um, which I think is a pretty good way of, of putting it. That is a good uh, way to put it actually. Yeah. It's yeah. And, and you, you had it across your forehead, you had it on your back as well to the point where, you know, you didn't really even want to take, take your, take your shirt off cause you mm. were embarrassed about it. Uh, and then you found it just resolved, you know, not overnight, but, you know, a couple of months on the carnivore diet or animal-based diet. Um, what other treatment had you had in the past for your acne? And, and 
was it was it working was it doing anything yeah so it wasn't really doing much uh i was um i was yeah just using the usual sort of acne creams you'd get at like a pharmacy or and stuff uh i'd apply i would um, apply it to my forehead uh my, my forehead acne wasn't too bad to be fair you know i've definitely seen a lot of especially high school kids with a lot worse um but my my back was like really bad um so after a while, I, I kind of really got into this, this mindset of, all right, well, I really want to fix this back. So what do I have to do to do that? So I, I got, um, yeah, I got this, these big bottles of acne cream and I would, um, apply it to my, apply it to my back three times a day. Uh, this is, uh, two years ago I, I was doing this. I started doing this. I would, um, yeah, literally go in the shower for like five minutes and apply acne cream three times a day. Um, because I really wanted it to go away and I think it had some impact, but I would say it had maybe like a 10% impact, like very little, which was very, um, very disheartening, um, for, you know, the inconvenience of spending, spending so much time just doing that, rubbing it into your back and, um, you know, really, really spending a lot of time and time and money and effort on, on taking care of it for very little results. Um, so to see that sort of be completely resolved, not 10% resolved, but like 99% resolved in a matter of maybe two months on, on this diet, um, really shocked me. And it just kind of goes to show that sometimes, or in fact, a lot of the time, what you need is to really get to the root cause of the issue. Like, yeah, with the, the, the sort of creams I was using uh, on the acne, it's almost like doing damage control after it's already ha happened, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I was actually spending a lot of time trying to, trying to manage that. And I tried, I tried a lot of different creams to see which ones would work. Some did work better than others, but like I said, maybe for the back, maybe like 10%, 10% reduction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the diet completely fixed it. Yeah, um, did um, uh, you you know what what were the, what were the doctors saying about about your eczema? Did they suggest any other treatment or sorry, acne? Did they suggest any other treatments at all, or was it just left at the creams? Oh, uh, they just said yeah, get get these creams. Basically, that's mm. that's all they really said. They didn't really they they I think they suggested like you know don't eat you know processed foods and stuff like that. But you know um that and that's fair uh because i was eating some processed foods but when i uh when i was sort of more like completely vegetarian um i actually wasn't eating a lot of processed food i was eating that that you know fake meat stuff every now and then um but i i actually ate a lot more of that once i started trying to bulk up and once i started moved away from from strict vegetarian um but you know i've had this had the acne on my back since i was like maybe 14 so i had that um, you know, when I was strictly vegetarian and, and back mm -hmm. then I actually, um, I actually ate pretty quote unquote healthy of what, a what, what sort of a normal person would eat. You know, I ate a lot of vegetables. I ate, I ate a lot of fruit. I, ate, you know, just, you know, I didn't, I didn't actually eat a lot of processed foods in reality. You know, uh, if you had a look at my lunchbox when I was, when I was in primary school and when I, when I started packing my own lunch, in, in high school, this, the stuff I had in there was a lot more, you know, 
quote unquote healthy than than what a lot of other people had. You know, you see the typical like tiny teddies or packets, just packets of shapes or something. I, I never had any of that. I had, you know, vegetables, maybe like a sandwich, um, you know. Uh, so, mm. so, and actually about three months ago, I um, experimented with vegetables again a little bit. I, I went out, I went out for lunch with someone and uh, I got a salad with something and, you know, it was just like lettuce and lettuce and carrot or something. And bang, next day, big pimple on my forehead. So I, I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. So for me, I think it was actually the vegetables that, that were the main driver of the acne. Yeah, interesting. I mean, at least the doctor spoke to you a little bit about diet, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, doctors don't talk to them about diet uh, anywhere near enough, uh, which is which is a real shame. I mean, I talk to all my patients about diet almost regardless of what they're coming in with. You know, fair enough if they've got a chest infection, maybe not. But, yeah. you know, like acne, rashes, you know, anything like that. I mention it, you know, do you think maybe it's something in your diet, you know, whatever. See, see where the conversation goes. I don't launched straight into a tirade about going on a carnival diet or anything like that. But um, that's really interesting, though, that you said, you know, you, you you tried it and then just literally the next day, I mean, look, there's going to be people out there that say, oh, look, it's just coincidence, you know, uh, you know, you, you haven't repeated the test, you know, whatever, where's your randomized control study to show that vegetables cause acne and, and so on. But I think at some point, you know, you kind of inherently know that, yeah, look, yes, it could be coincidence, but it's probably not, you know, no. um, but it'd be interesting at some point, you know, to see if you wanted to repeat the experiment, mm. but have you had any other negative, uh, issues with, with reintroducing foods back in? Mm. Yeah. Uh, not, not too many because I'm quite, I'm quite disciplined with, um, with what I eat. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I haven't had too many, too many problems with, sort of self-control you know because i mean I, I like pizza and i like chocolate as much as anybody you know I mean, um, but i have i have reintroduced chips every now and then and like as in you know potato chips and um yeah that that also that also sets the acne off as well uh and i, I think these things do have other impacts on me, but the acne is sort of the most obvious physical one. Like, you know, you get up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror and there's a, you know, there's a big zit on your forehead or something. That's like the most obvious sign for me that, you know, something's not quite right. And then, you know, if it's sort of, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've tried with the chips and then that that's probably had, you know, different sort of mental, um, would you say mental mental impacts negative mental impacts on me as well uh but i probably just didn't notice it if it's a one-off thing you know um if i was sort of measuring my blood labs every day maybe i would notice that but for me the the acne is a real sign that something's not quite right so yeah the vegetables the chips i've tried tried that um chicken i've actually uh over christmas actually i i had some chicken um and uh I went, I went back home and we actually have sort of pasteurized chickens there that we actually ate, which is good. And it's still a lot better than, you know, the stuff you would buy from a store. Um, but yeah, I noticed the, the acne came back after eating that. Um, so which would be to do with the, the sort of the not being a ruminant animal, 
and that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of, sort of studies on studies on that. Um, so that's sort of why I I sort of stick to beef really, and hmm. um, yeah, that's the stuff I've experimented with. I I like I said I was sort of planning to experiment with like a strict carnivore diet. So I'd be interesting to see interesting to see you know how how my energy levels on that are affected. Um, if you know my my body composition becomes even better on that or not. Yeah, it's definitely worth trying. I mean, I, I say to a lot of people, you know, try everything once and uh, if it doesn't work for you, you know, stop it, move on, try something different. Uh, it could be worth trying at some point, certainly. Um, you mentioned there that, that you really just kind of feel that the ruminant animals, uh, you know, just seem to seem to suit you best. Um, what, what meat do you think does suit you best personally? Do you notice a difference between different, different meats? Well, not, not really. Uh, I've, I, I eat a lot of beef. Um, so maybe it's because I'm not too experimental with my diet. I haven't noticed that. I haven't noticed any difference with, with lamb. I haven't noticed any difference between lamb and beef. I haven't actually noticed any difference between goat and beef. Um, because when I'm hunting, uh, goats, goats usually what we're eating. Um, so yeah, as far as, far as that goes, I haven't, I haven't really noticed any difference. No. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so you obviously you're, you're making your podcast yep. and which is the, uh, at the animal based experience. Um, and you're working on this, uh, delivery delivery company, uh, as well, which hopefully might be out soon, which sounds very exciting. Um, what else do you, do you kind of do in your, in your day-to-day, -day, uh, life and, and has, you know, animal-based eating impacted that at all? Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say my diet has impacted it. It's actually made my, um, sort of the timing of my, my gym session, um, a lot easier. So, so I go to the gym, uh, probably about four to five times a week. Now I've experimented with, with other sort of, sort of like a, a more, like a three times a week gym or like a maybe a six six times a week but um four to five seems to work best for me and i i've always been a very like an early riser early to bed early riser so i like to, i like to get up at five and i like to get my gym session out of the way as soon as possible um so when i wasn't eating this diet uh that would actually make it quite difficult for me to feel you know, satiated during the workout and satiated after the workout. Uh, so, uh, I haven't, so, so now on this diet, I've sort of, um, because the, I, because I always feel satiated, it's allowed me to eat a pre-workout meal in the morning when I wake up and a post-workout meal at say like 8, 8 a.m. or 8.30 a.m. Um, and then not eat for like the rest of the day until dinner. Uh, whereas before I used to eat, you know, the pre-workout meal, the post-workout meal at 8.30-ish, but then I would always have to eat, you know, in the middle of the day. I'd always have to have a decent snack in the middle of the day when I was eating, when I wasn't eating this diet. But this has really allowed me to, to eat the way I sort of want to and not feel hungry throughout the day and still have energy throughout sort of the, the mid-morning to the afternoon. Um, I, I've, I also have not experimented with, um, intermittent fasting very much. So in terms of skipping the pre-workout meal before the workout and then just going, go eating, you know, more in the post-workout meal and for dinner, um, that's something I would be, 
open to trying as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the biggest impact that the diet has had on my lifestyle. And uh, yeah, that, that's probably probably the main one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you uh, have tried doing fasted training at all, because uh, and this this debate, you know, rages in uh, in in the weightlifting communities, and you see it on the carnivore forums as well. People talking uh, about fasting, you know, versus not fasting, fasted training. Do you need carbs? You know, pre workout, post workout. You know, everybody has their opinion, and and what works for them, they often try and push on other people. Um, which I don't agree with, but, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you, uh, if you did go into that faster training route and see, see if it makes any difference to you. There, there's some evidence that it can maybe, maybe help a little bit, but mm. you know, the evidence is, is, is minimal. There's studies that haven't really, really looked at it in that closer detail, but, um, uh, have you noticed any changes on your recovery time, um, mm. you know, with, with the animal-based diet? You mean like after after like a gym session or something? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like kind of a delayed onset muscle soreness or, uh, you know, just how long it takes for your, for your muscles to recover so you can you can work them again. Um, yes. Yes, I have. I wouldn't say it's like a huge, huge change, but yeah, the, the day after if I'm going to the gym in consecutive days and working different muscles, uh, I definitely feel a lot of the time that I could just, you know, if I hit chest on Monday and on Tuesday I'm hitting legs, I definitely feel that, oh yeah, I could go back to the gym and hit chest again. I don't, but I do feel that, uh, yeah, there is sort of a, a better recovery. I just, I, it just feels more, more recovered, more sort of nourished. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly feel that. I, mean, I remember when I used to go to the gym back in my 20s, you know, and that was almost 20 years ago now. I'm just about to turn 40 almost. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was doing the, you know, what, what everyone you were told to do back then, you know, carbs pre workout, carbs post workout, you know, pre workout drinks, post workout drinks, intra workout stuff. You know, all the supplements, like my cupboard is just, was just like <laughs> more supplements than food, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember having to, to take at least two days between, you know, sessions, uh, like, like you said, like chest Monday, and then it would be Thursday. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it again before yeah. that. Um, whereas now like, like this month, February, I've challenged myself to do 50 squats, 50 deadlifts, 50 bench press every day. Wow. Um, just because I, I, I hate doing squats um oh same yeah I, I quite like deadlifts i quite like bench press but uh or push-ups but i just i hate doing squats my legs are just not great uh i'm not a, fan, a huge fan of my legs so i'm like right okay i'm gonna challenge myself i'm just gonna i'm gonna do them every day um and most people said like you're crazy you're just overtraining, like you can't recover and so on but you know the next day i'm just like right now it's like I'm just back to normal 100% again just just go again almost almost just zero recovery time on 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 pure carnivore that is I don't know if it would make any difference if I was mm. eating those other things but it's interesting because people talk about carbs for recovery you know and post workout uh, carbs and so forth but I've found that I just don't really need that now yeah. uh, maybe I would be better if I ate them I don't know maybe I will at some point but uh, yeah it's just an interesting observation that I'm doing it every single day and I, I'm not lifting huge weight but it's I've I've halved what I normally do, um, but 
because I'm doing more, I'm doing twice what I normally do yeah, anyway. So 50, sure. 50 squats every day is, is quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm finding that it's just almost zero downtime. It's, it's incredible. Are you doing any other exercises with the bench, the squat, and the deadlift? That's all I'm doing this month. Yeah. So previously, I would do um, uh, like a, you know bench press, and then usually like a like triceps same day, yeah. and then maybe like legs and legs and biceps, and then maybe lat, you know my my back and my chest another day, for example. And I had a, I had a kind of a split uh, over the week, which worked out quite nicely. Usually doing you know every body part kind of twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gone back to doing, uh, like a starting strength type of program, you know, just, just deadlifts, squats and bench press. Um, and cause that works like, you know, 90% of your body. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and it's interesting cause when, when you get to those upper levels, you know, like 50, when I'm doing, you know, 50 deadlifts, like I, I can feel I've worked my shoulders. Yes. Yes. You know, and I'm not really working my shoulders. I mean, there's a little bit in the bench press for it maybe, but you just because you're just holding the bars you know you're holding the weights you're just you're moving around you, you you're working most of your body and i and i superset them so i just go you know squat bench deadlift squat bench deadlift squat bench deadlift there's, there's no break um so i'm basically doing hit training you know pretty much within that as well so yeah. i'm definitely losing more weight doing that yeah <laughs> as yeah. well that's that's for sure um so yeah, where 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 do you kind of see yourself going now then with with the with the animal based diet? Um, at the moment, you're eating mainly mainly meat, but you're adding fruit and honey. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying, of course, at some point you might try, you know, experimenting a little bit. Do you see yourself following this this diet, this way of eating, as people call it, for the rest of your life, or are you just going to kind of see what feels good? Or yeah, where mean, are you at now? I mean, you know, if it if tomorrow I wake up and I've gained 10 kilos from eating this diet, then I'm, I'll probably switch the diet, but it's very unlikely to happen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can't see, I can't see a scenario really where I wouldn't eat this diet, to be honest, after, after, um, all the benefits it's had, I, I you know, I, I always want to, um, continue to evolve. So yeah, like you said, I'll, I'll definitely be, be trying out the sort of the stricter carnivore route seeing if that helps try trying out things like the, the the intermittent fasting and and stuff but but really what all of those are are just like you know fine tuning for yeah you know, i've already got sort of you know 80 percent of my diet sorted i reckon um I, I can't see i can't see a scenario where yeah i would switch back to plant-based or something um having having been plant-based for a while and experienced sort of both sides of the fence um, and I know, you know, I, I've, in, I've, um, talked to a lot of people that have, that, you know, had all kinds of autoimmune issues, issues worth worse than what I had, you know, and, and, um, had tried all sorts of diets, uh, to try and fix it, including, you know, extreme diets, like, like this diet or, or veganism, which are sort of two opposite ends of the, the spectrum. And, and, um, yeah, and pretty much everyone that's tried Everyone that I've seen that has tried both much prefers this diet, you know? And, um, yeah, as far as, you know, fine tuning it goes, I mean, I eat, I like to call it an animal based diet, uh, because it's based in animal products. So that's kind of the basis of my diet. And if I do a bit of tweaking here and there, you know, it it might make me, you know, 20% better or something, but, um, no, I, I think I've got it, got it pretty sorted. And, um, yeah, I'd recommend that for anyone, for anyone as well. Mm, do you worry about the 
potential risks because people detractors of this way of eating you know they talk about the cholesterol you know no fiber risk of bowel cancer and so on. obviously you're eating some fiber with the fruit anyway mm. um do you worry about that at all uh not really <laughs> i mean no, to be honest uh i mean i guess i guess you can't know until you you know you're 65 and and stuff like that but you know I, i've seen i you know i've done a bit of research i've seen seen um some convincing evidence even though this isn't mainstream mainstream medicine really uh i've seen some convincing evidence in terms of like the heart disease and the um the the, the cancer as far as that goes because i mean they're the two biggest biggest causes of death right in, in a society heart disease and, and cancer pretty, pretty much yeah off the top of my head yeah yeah so so I've seen sort of the evidence that, that red meat um, definitely definitely isn't really a, a cause of that, and, and you know there's things like um, worrying about worrying about gout from eating from eating um, excess meat, especially organs. Uh, I actually have a friend who had gout from eating a lot of beef liver. Um, I I personally love beef liver. I eat, I eat um, you know about 100 grams a week, and I'd recommend that to anyone. Um, but as far as the gout goes. You can get it, but only from eating like really excessive amounts of that stuff. Like th this friend of mine that, that had it, he, he was eating, he, I think he ate like 400, 500 grams in like one sitting of beef liver, which, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're aware of stuff like that, um, uh, I'm not, not worried. Mm, yeah, no, I mean, certainly, you know, cholesterol, heart disease, you know, bowel cancer and so on. People do worry about these things. It's a question I get asked a lot. Uh, you know, I had someone contact me this morning, actually. Uh, uh, he's got his own story to share. He's going to come on the podcast soon, actually, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, he was saying that he's worried about about his cholesterol. He's worried about heart disease, worried about bowel cancer. You know, is it something to be concerned around? I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know for sure. Um, but we see we see trials like uh, the Sydney Heart Trial, uh, Minnesota Heart Trial. You know, these were buried for a long time because they didn't show that cholesterol caused heart disease. They showed the opposite that that it doesn't yeah. cause heart disease, and so they were buried because people didn't want the researchers didn't want the results to be known, which is just absolutely shocking. Um, uh, and then we see studies. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was 2015, I think, in the BMJ, British Medical Journal. You know, sixty-eight thousand patients, and they showed that LDL, higher LDL, was uh, protective against mm -hmm. heart disease. Uh, we see studies like the University of Adelaide did a did a huge study last year, twenty twenty-two. Uh, One hundred and seventy-seven countries, I think it was. They looked at red meat consumption and found that uh, I think in every single one, or maybe very close to every single one, they found that. Uh, red meat consumption was positively correlated with uh, longevity. So the more red meat people ate, the longer they lived, and importantly, the healthier they were, uh, which is is really important because we are living longer nowadays yeah. on the whole, although I think it yeah. may be slightly declining again. But the disease-free years mm. is drastically going down, yeah. uh, which which nobody's talking about. I mean, yeah. that's, it's it's shocking. Yeah, yeah I mean, you only uh, there's a lot, there's been a lot of pictures going around on social media, you know, especially in the in the past few months about of like pictures of of beaches in like the the 1970s or something, and, and you know how healthy everyone on the beach looks, 
and you know, like the the obesity rates and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think that's a pretty good indicator that that's something we're doing. That's sort of a mainstream diet. It, that's something that we're doing wrong. I, I find that stuff sort of hard to hard to argue with. Um, and then you know, as far as studies goes, um, go. I, I don't know. I find the the seed oils cause cancer stuff to be pretty convincing. Like the the correlations between the the seed oil use obviously they're correlations it's not causal but um i find all that that sort of evidence to be pretty convincing i'm sure sure a lot of your audience have have seen sort of things like that i know um carnivore md has talked talked quite a bit about that Mm. but like our, our our red meat consumption on the whole is actually declining our red meat consumption is declining as a whole and um our our cancer rates are definitely increasing so I mean, yeah, again, it's not causal, but to me, I find all that stuff pretty, pretty convincing that, that, um, red meat isn't really, red meat isn't really at the root of our, our issues. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you look at the, the consumption of red meat and saturated fat over the last 50 or so years, it is coming down. Um, on the whole, people do follow the advice that they're given, uh, whether you agree with that advice or not. On the whole, people do follow the advice that the government guidelines set and so forth. Uh, and so red meat consumption is coming down. Saturated fat consumption is coming down. Seed oil consumption is going up. And yet the rates of cancer, you know, tripling. They're, they're going up. Rates of heart disease going up. Diabetes going up. Autoimmune conditions going up. You know, uh, all cancers going up. Arthritis going up. Like everything's going up. Mental health is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and then yeah, you look at red meat consumption, it's coming down, you know, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to look at that and say, is something not right here? Yeah. Yeah. Are are we reducing the wrong thing? Yeah. I actually, um, saw an interesting statistic the other day, um, which I think is a good indicator of how, how our health, uh, it seems to be it really seems to be declining even though like you said our, our life expectancy is you know uh, as high or close to as high as it's ever been um there are in america there are more people with that are millionaires than people with six packs hmm. so it's actually more common to be a millionaire in america than it is to have a six pack hmm. so Crazy. yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I was listening to a statistic the other day. I think it was saying something along the lines of, uh, I'd have to double check this, but I think 20 to 30% of Americans are, are adults, are, are diabetic. And, diabetic, really? Yeah, diabetic. Wow. And it's estimated that um, uh, something like another 50% in 10 years will be uh, will be diabetic because about 50% of Americans are pre-diabetic. Now, I'd have to double check that because uh, it does sound a bit extreme, but wow. I mean, that's just that's just insane, you know. 70% yeah. of Americans are overweight or obese. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Kind of says it all, really, eh? That's, uh, and, 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 you know, people blame Americans, you know, Americans, they just eat all the time and so forth, but they're, they're really just indicative of, of, of the rest of the world. I mean, yeah. Australia isn't, isn't far behind, you know, it's pretty similar, I think, in those regards. Uh, I'd have to double check the stats on that, but I'm pretty sure it's 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 fairly similar. Um, yeah, obesity is one of those things where um, you know. And I was listening to Robert Sykes, you know, Keto Savage podcast the other day, and they were they were talking about body positivity, and that's always a a touchy subject uh, with people. Uh, and and they they were they were you know they were very respectful. Yeah, there was a really good conversation actually. So 
anyone interested you know should definitely have a listen to the keto savage podcast it's really good um uh, and the, the guest he had on i can't remember his name now but you know he was saying that obviously everybody every single human being if they're a good person you know and we assume they are until we know otherwise uh deserves respect and deserves basic humanity and uh you know we shouldn't assume that they are bad because they're overweight but we also shouldn't be promoting poor health yes and we don't know if somebody's unhealthy just because they're overweight but is there a chance they're unhealthy absolutely it's one of the kind of obvious physical markers for poor metabolic health you know waist circumference and body composition mm. uh that we can immediately see and you know celebrating you know body positivity definitely super important everybody deserves to be happy in their own skin and deserves to be treated fairly with respect and kindness uh but at the same time it's sometimes a fine line between then celebrating obesity and saying it's perfectly healthy to be to be obese mm. is it Maybe. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think you know, everyone deserves respect, like you said, you know, wh whatever sort of size they are. But I think um, everyone should also have, you know, sort of respect for themselves and respect for their body. And I think, um, you know, even if you are overweight, if you're, if you're trying to get healthier through whatever method you're using, I think that shows a level of self-respect. But I think if you're just sort of sitting there and saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm perfect the way I am. I think that actually shows a lot of, uh, sort of not a lot of respect for yourself and respect for your body because the body is actually a really amazing thing. And we only get one body in our lifetime. Um, we haven't sort of delved into the, the black, the black mirror sort of thing yet in society of, uh, switching bodies or whatever, but, um, yeah, we only get one body and, I think it's important to respect that. And I think it's important to, I, I, you know, I'm very into, you know, self-improvement and getting better. And I, I think, like you said, you know, sort of the promotion of non-healthy things, things that just aren't healthy. I don't think that should be promoted. I think that's different from, you know, yeah, respect, respect for everyone, no matter what their size. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. We definitely need to respect everybody, no matter their size, you know, race, gender, any of those, uh, you know, uh, characteristics, we should be respecting them, of course, 100%. Um, but yeah, it is sometimes a, a, a thin line there. And I think really, for me, it comes down to, you know, if you if you're if you're overweight, you know, you're obese, if you are metabolically healthy, otherwise, great, no problem. If you are genuinely healthy, fantastic, you know. If you are not healthy, but you are okay with being not healthy, then that's fine because it's everyone's individual choice. If you are not healthy, but you're in denial about that, then there's an issue. I think that's, that's for me where it is. And then people should be then, you know, trying to seek help. Uh, the difficulty I see there, and, and I see this a lot with my patients. I see, I do a lot of work, you know, with overweight people. Uh, with all sorts of medical conditions, uh, whether it's their weight or something else they're coming in with. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, you know, in the medical system, they do, they do end up getting gaslighted uh, yeah. because, oh, well, you're just, you're just, you're just fat, you know. Uh, oh, they come in for their mental health. Oh, well, have you tried losing weight? You know, that's, that's the first thing that doctors can go to. Yeah. That's when there's a problem because yeah. um, then they don't come in seeking help because they just yeah. get told, well, it's because you're fat all the time. You're fat, you're fat, you're fat. 
and that's that's when there's an issue so it, it, it's often a fine line mm. well i think you know there's a there's a clip that's been been going around a lot of your audience has probably seen it recently of um uh some health advisor in america um on cnn or something or one of those shows saying that obesity is genetic and things like that i, I think have you seen that i haven't seen it myself no oh, you haven't seen that oh yeah she she is like a top health advisor i believe um to the to the government in america yeah basically saying that obesity is genetic and sort of the problem i have with that and, and similar statements like that is that um yes different people have different genetic predispositions to certain things but also if you just say obesity is genetic and if you're obese there's nothing you can do about it and if you're in shape you know you're always going to be in shape i think that actually takes a lot of power away from people and i think you know um that sort of uh determinism as far as you know your your shape and size yeah it, it's it's it doesn't really help you because rather rather than saying obesity is genetic if you say well yes it is you know not great to be obese but also it's within your power to to get fit to get healthy i think that's i think that's much better for people because then you know you can you can sort of do whatever you want and yeah if you want to be obese you can be and if you don't you don't have to be you can fix it you know what i mean Mm, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I may know what you're referring to. Actually, I, I saw it in uh, in an article. Maybe it's the same thing. Uh, and, and yeah, this this uh, this doctor in the states was saying uh, she was basically saying that yeah, pretty much. You know, it, it's your genetics, it's your hormones. You can't do anything about it. Uh, was was really the take home you know message? Um, and yeah, and no, I, I completely disagree with that. Like exactly like you said, it disempowers people. Yeah. When when you just say. Oh well, there's nothing you can do about it. If you're if you're obese, you're just obese. You were always yeah. born to be this way. You were always going to be this way. You know, just just accept it. Be be sick and 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 just be be okay with that. Um, and that disempowers people. Yeah. You know, it tells them, well, there's no point trying. And 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 that is is doing them a great disservice because a lot of these people, they can get healthy. Yeah. You know, and 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 we know weight doesn't equal health, but. They often go hand in hand, um, but people can lose weight. They can get healthy with the right the right advice. But yeah, when you take that choice away from them, mm. that's when there's an issue. Then, um, and uh, yeah, and I, that's why I, I I have a major problem with that. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. Um, well, that's probably a, a good time to maybe uh, think about wrapping it up. Uh, what yeah. I'd like to end on, um, but it's been it's been a great conversation today uh rory so thank you so much for coming on to my podcast today um how can people find you social media and so on um what's your what's your kind of socials and so forth there yeah so um my podcast is uh the animal the animal based experience on spotify um you'll find um suresh on there the most recent episode at the time of recording is suresh we had a great conversation on there um I really enjoy doing those podcasts. Um, and yeah, so I'd, I'd um, encourage anyone to check that out if you're interested. And then my Instagram is also uh, at the animal based experience. Uh, I just, I post um, stuff daily about, about the diet to um, educate, um, but also to, you know, j j just sometimes funny memes, you know, <laughs> to, to do with the diet. 
And, um, yeah, I'm also on TikTok as well at the animal based XP. I think it's spelt and then there's like underscores in that. Um, and yeah, and you'll find all the details of that, um, delivery system that I was talking about. That'll, I'll be um, releasing details about that, that on there as well. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Oh, th- thanks for having me on Suresh, by the way. Um, that was an excellent conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. So. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. It's been it's been great talking to you for the last hour or so, and hopefully our, our listeners, our viewers, have had a had a, have, have learned quite a lot today. So, uh, anyone that's watching, anyone that's 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 if you're listening to this in their car or anything, make sure you go and follow Rory at the Animal Based Experience Instagram, uh, TikTok as well, Animal Based XP, and uh, definitely check out his podcast. There's a lot of good stuff on on his podcast. A lot of great stories, uh, success stories, and so on there. So, definitely go check that out. Have a good day, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Meet Medic Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for this. Li- Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meet Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meet Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find... All my ebooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, 50 off, O F, for 50% off all ebooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.